Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Commissioner Cooper, and it's time for TSS Fantasy. Yeah! Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fred, jeez. Uh, Fred, listen, I hope you cleaned up a little bit, because we have guests tonight. Pretty exciting night tonight, so let's get started with our introductions. Let's welcome to the studio, Greg O.J. Mayer. Good night, fellas. I'm sorry. Freddie, I have to go change my underwear now. Jesus Christ. But you can um follow me on Twitter, Greg underscore OJ, or Big OJ1 on Twitter. Thank you very much, Freddie. I hate you. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Bring in the excitement once again. Let's welcome to the studio, Fred the Jester Reyes. Hello. How are? How is everybody? You can all follow me at TSS Jester. <laughs> All righty. <laughs> so, somebody's working on his intro, that's for sure. All right, and then let's also welcome Nick. You got Flandered Macaronis. Hello, Flander fans. Yes, this is Nick. You can find me on Twitter at you got Flandered. Mm. And our guest tonight, uh, usually doing his own segment, but jo- uh, joining the team tonight, which we appreciate. Welcome to the studio, Dr. Jeffrey Miller. Good evening, everybody. I'm still a little bit sore about getting a D from Freddie on my team, so I'm here to <laughs> avenge that. <laughs> you don't think that's the D you got? Did the D start for doctor? Oh, no, that did not start for doctor. <laughs> hey, there's, there's certainly an S for salty. That's for sure. <laughs> hey, Dr. Miller? Hey there, Dr. Nick. Hey, you're lucky that's the only D you got from Freddie. Um, <laughs> I'm not but sure I want to be part of this podcast anymore. But don't All right, you can find Dr. Miller on Twitter at TSS Fantasy Doctor. He's got a new Twitter handle, so make sure you go on and follow him on there. As a reminder, you can keep up with the crew on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and of course our website, tssfantasy.com. Come join the fun today with the fantasy show of the people. 
We also have some great contests. We have the Commissioner Cooper's Top Running Back Challenge. We also oh, yeah. have our TSS Family League. We're going to have a pick contest, a survivor pool, and the new Vision Coach Consulting Ultimate Team Challenge. But we'll get to those details in a bit. With camp beginning, let we're going to open it up to begin with NFL headlines. And obviously, the big story in the headlines is Cam Akers. Wow, that's big for fantasy. A lot of people projecting this guy to go really high. A lot of people had him in their top 10. I wasn't high on him, but a lot of people were. Achilles injury, done. Good night. It's over with. I want to hear your thoughts, guys, on the impact to the Rams offense. Where does this, where does this put um, Daryl Henderson for you as well in your rankings? Well, Greg, we'll start with you. Well, I had Cam Akers, Akers ranked high, but I think the Rams' offense is going to continue to be a high-powered offense. I, I like Darrell Henderson. Last year, he had um, over 600 yards rushing and five TDs, so he's going to crack my top 25 this year. So I think he's going to do pretty well in that offense. I don't think it's going to be a big drop-off, but it's going to be some drop-off. Fred, how about you? Um, I, I kind of agree with Greg. Uh, I, I think I had Cam, Cam Akers in the top 12. I, I don't think nothing really changes. Daryl Henderson is more than viable option at running back. I think everything stays the same. I just think that Daryl Henderson moves up in the rankings. That's about it. But I really do feel bad for Cam because he was what, a rookie last year. Yeah. So his, his, his career isn't getting started off too good. Absolutely. You got Flander. What are your thoughts? Uh, I kind of I agree with you what you said about how you weren't too high on him. Like everyone, everyone was high on on Cam Makers last year, and you know from recollection he didn't really do a whole heck of a lot until the end of the season anyway. And then I was kind of leery about him coming into the season, and now that he's hurt, um, Henderson can just plug and play. Uh, they're a passing team anyway, so I don't think it's going to be that much of a drop off. And they use they use Robert Woods as the running back also. So again. When on the end around, so I don't think it's gonna be that much of a drop off. Sure, Dr. Merrill, while you're in studio, any chance that you see Cam Akers returning for this season? Yeah, let's start with two guaranteed figures. Number one, we are a 100% of the bench on Cam Akers, (laughs) (laughs) absolutely. Statistic number two, 0% chance he returns this year, even if they were to make it so far as to the Super Bowl. And then statistic number three, the one I'm most saddened by, he's only got a 61 per, 61% chance of returning to play ever. So really sad wow. that his career not only didn't start well, but maybe ending on a sour note. Yeah, that is big. And, you know, again, he was touted as one of the big upstart guy to get this year. So, you know, a big hit with fantasy rankings. I currently have Henderson 21st, so I have him out the top 20. Um, but he's still starting running back, so it's somebody you definitely want to target regardless. All right, he is let's, now. <laughs> Kurt, you got it. All right, <laughs> let's move on to DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, you know, he, he put out a tweet today, and basically he said, this is the tweet, and I'll quote it, never thought I would say this, but being put in position to hurt my team because I don't want to partake in vaccine is making me question my NFL future, my future in the NFL, which is my thoughts, is what he said. Um, he he 
took it down. Um, so obviously he regretted what he said. And obviously maybe his people told him, hey, you know, you need to take that down. But I want to get y'all's thoughts on the vaccine, the COVID vaccine and what he had to say in, in general. And Fred, we're going to start with you. What are your thoughts on this? I think it was something that he just said. And it was he made it was regrettable. So he took it down. Um, I mean, some people really don't believe in the vaccine. I personally have it. So and it lets me go do a lot more, many more things. So that's why I really got it. I want to be held down no more. But I understand where he's coming from. You know, people have been talking about choices. But if I'm him, I would just take it, get it over with and just play the game. Absolutely. Nick, what are your thoughts? Uh, I have a couple of thoughts on that. Number one, um, you know, you can look at it from the perspective, excuse me. Uh, he could just do, use it for attention, for for fodder. Um, but if it was but if he was if he was serious, um, I think he's an idiot. Uh, anybody that doesn't get vaccinated is I think is out of their minds. Uh, there's been nothing proven that that you're safe without the vaccination. So I'm vaccinated. I think the whole world should be vaccinated. That way we can get back to quote unquote normal and and be done with it. But if he's for real, uh, yeah, he's he's pretty stupid to jeopardize himself, his family and his teammates. Sure. Greg, what are your thoughts? Well, I'm vaccinated myself, so um, I believe in getting vaccinated. But I think he just go ahead and, you know, get the shot. You know, it, you, you owe it to your teammates with at this point. With with the NFL coming out saying today that, you know, if, if there's a game loss because of COVID, the game is forfeited if they can't reschedule it. So not only if he happens to get COVID and they can't reschedule the game, you're not going to get paid. You lose the game. Your team catches an L, and that could be a very important game going down the stretch, even in the tough division that he's in. So somebody must have got a hold of him. One of the veterans on the team must have got a hold of him and said, listen, take the tweet down. Just just get the fucking shot at this point. Every, you know, we want to get back to normal at this point. You don't want to hurt your teammates either. Just get the shot. Dr. Miller, from the uh, uh, clinical medical aspect of it, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so I want to mirror everything OJ just said, but highlight that some of his hesitancy, and, and this is a little bit more serious note than the show usually takes, but some of that hesitancy I think is very legitimate. When you look at the Tuskegee study, it's 40 years of the American scientific community misleading the black community as to the safety and efficacy of vaccinations. And so there's a very real hesitation and that's sad, but I understand how we got here. And it's really a sad commentary on this country's history. So I don't want to call him reckless or stupid or, or poke fun at his decision. But at the end of the day, this is a safe vaccine. Let's do it. Move on. Get paid. Let's play some football. Absolutely. And listen, I had this whole long thing and basically you guys stole all my thunder, all of you. Everybody <laughs> had a little piece of everything. But, you know, the bottom That's what line we do, is, Coop. <laughs> the bottom line is very true. Just get the just get the vaccine. I mean, really, it's not going to kill you. I, I have it. My kids have it. Everyone here has it. It's not going to kill you. I, you know, it, it's it's definitely helping, not hurting. So, hello, let's get on back to normal. We want football, as Dr. Miller just alluded to. Hey, one I, more thing. Um, yes, sir. I did want to point out to, you know, we all gave our opinions. And thank you for Dr. Miller for bringing an, an intellectual and medical fact uh, to our opinions. So I do appreciate that. 
All right, way to suck up live. Absolutely. That's a Ned Flander if I ever heard one. All right, let's move. Can't argue with science, my friend. Uh, We agree. We agree. All right, let's move on to Philly and Zach Ertz. So the report is that he's over his little tissy fit, and he's ready to report to the Eagles after all. So now for you guys, where does that put Ertz for you in your rankings? And how about Goder? Where does that put where does that put him? Well, Nick, Nick, we'll start with you after Freddie adjusts his microphone for the tenth time. Are you starting with me because I'm the resident Eagle fan? That yeah. is correct, sir. We you're like the Steagle Eagle. We want to hear it. All right. I love it. Hey, uh, you know, I think I think Zach Ertz is still an excellent tight end in this league i think he's still a top 10 uh what excuse me tight end uh last year i don't know philly the past few years i don't know what they're doing with their medical staff over there but they all need to be fired because uh they can't they can't get these guys healthy he's got a lot of a lot of nicks and, and dings and that that played into it the the offensive line was was terrible it was patchwork they had i think they had like 30 30 offensive line combinations, which was which was the um, the most in the league. But in short, my opinion, he should be a top 10 tight end still. He should still be the number one receiver. And Goddard should be number two because he's still unproven. He's got flashes. I mean, he catches the deep ball, but can he do it every down like Ertz has proven the, the past five or six years? I don't think so yet. Greg, what do you think? Man, I haven't heard somebody talk that much about the Eagles in such a long time. <laughs> There's a reason for that. Uh, yeah, I know, Nick. You love the Eagles, I know. <laughs> no, it's because they suck. But in my opinion, I mean. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Start a journey. Not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread Packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. The, the, the tight end position is already thin in fantasy, so of course, if Ertz is healthy and him and if Ertz is healthy and him and Hertz get on the same page, he's going to be a top ten tight end. Hertz is going to look for him a lot, so he's going to be top ten regardless. There's not a lot of tight ends out there anyway. The Philly's going to suck. They're going to be playing from behind a lot. They're going to be passing a lot. So they'll be better than the Jets. <laughs> taking I, digs, taking personal digs. All right, Fred. Fred, what do you think? What, what, are, what are your thoughts on the tight end? Fred, get him, Fred. Get him. I, I, I think. See. <laughs> Like, I, I kind of uh, – Ertz has always been a top-10 tight end, but I don't know if he still is. I mean, he was hurt last year, and 36 receptions, 335 yards, and a touchdown. That was his lowest statistical outing in, in his whole – since his rookie season. Now, if he is healthy, uh, that really helps Jalen Hurts, man. You got two really good tight ends. You got Devonta Smith now with R- Rager and Miles Sanders. So they actually could be a 
decent team, not better than the Jets, but they, offensively, <laughs> they may be okay. Also, so, no, but but you know, it, it, that only helps hurts more, Hard. so it, it helps him the most. So, I mean, if he does, he has every opportunity to do well this season with the what he has. Yeah, and you know. I, of all of the panel, I was the only one who still had Ertz in my top 20 only because I knew he was going to land somewhere and play at some point. And, you know, he's somebody to grab. Now that you're staying in Philly, I mean, Hurts to Ertz, I mean, it rhymes. Like, how how is it not going to be magical for them? I, I think I'm going to move uh, Ertz up, actually, and put him in my top 10 um, and adjust. Yeah, I think Good. that, you know, like I, we talked about before, they're going to be playing from behind a lot. Their secondary isn't very good. So if teams are going to put up points. It's going to be garbage time minutes. And, you know, that doesn't matter in fantasy because it's all about the points. But as we promised, we tease the ultimate team challenge online. And, man, it could not be more simple to win some cash. All you have to do is email us, tssfantasy.com, your ultimate team before the kickoff of the NFL regular season. Nothing to change, nothing to look up during the season. It's that simple. The scoring will be done by half PPR, so we'll cut down the middle between the standard and the PPR folks. Whomever has the most points by the end of the regular season will win now $300. Now, I say for now because as we find sponsors, the amount may go higher. So help us help you. Um, Let anyone know wants to promote their business. We want their money to give back to you. We are the fantasy show of the people. So good luck to everyone, and we look forward to getting your entries. Jason, uh, yes, please. Can we win the money? Hell no. This is for we are the fantasy for the people. Fantasy I'm people show too. of the people. I'm it's people not too. just a moniker, Greg. It's not just a moniker. <laughs> Man, Kamish, must be hard trying to get us clowns to come together for the show. Yeah, especially keeping us motivated during the Jeffers snack breaks. It's almost like we need a counselor or someone to at least consult us because we don't know what we're doing. Luckily for us, we signed the best coach in the business, Vision Coach and Consulting. They have led the way for business professionals for over 20 years. Yeah, you know what? They offer business coaching, life coaching, and consulting services that can put you back on your track for your personal goals. You don't say, Nick. You know what? Check them out today at coachingandleading.org or on Facebook or Twitter at their handle, Coach Lead Win. Vision, coaching, and consulting because every champion has a coach. Today, we're going to do our deep breakdown of the running back position and we'll have some guests on in a bit specifically talk about the AFC South because the Jets are such an AFC South hater um, so <laughs> that'll be that'll be fun but we're going to begin in the AFC East I mean let's be honest this might be the majority of the panel's favorite division but this is definitely not our favorite when it comes to fantasy running backs in a word we can just say Ugh, looking at this all of them in this division but let's start. We'll start with the AFC darlings, the Buffalo Bills. Now their running back situation um, is not very good. We I have Devin Singletary ranked 34, and I got Zach Moss ranked 38. So it's probably one of the more, most interesting situations of the unproductive running back series um, that we'll call the AFC East. 
The Bills offensive coordinator said he'll go with the hot hand when assigning playing time between Moss and Singletary. He's he's Singletary sport. He looks he he looks fantastic in camp. Um, I guess in the offseason, he worked out really hard. And Moss is coming off offseason ankle surgery. So he was not wasn't able to participate in minicamp. Um, so but he's expected, fortunately, to be ready for minicamp itself. So who knows whether Singletary or Moss will provide the better value in 2021 right now. We're just not sure. Moss is a much bigger back, though, than his teammate and has the ability to earn that more in between the tackles and goal line runs. While Singletary is more experienced, um, you know, he's not coming off injury and he has apparently used the offseason to get himself in shape while Moss is hurt, which is I mean, that makes sense. While the guy's rehabbing, let's get ready. So. Looking at these Buffalo Bills running back situation, it is not anything I would target. This is something you are looking deep in the rounds for. You're looking to solidify backfields. You're looking for bi-week plugs. This is where I see this particular (laughs) offense. And I believe on, I think it was on uh, Good Morning Football this morning, um, they had mentioned that in the playoffs, the, the Buffalo Bills average uh, with the running backs, 33 yards rushing. So yeah. something's got to give in Buffalo. But that's got a lot, lot to do with Josh Allen taking it off their shoulders. Greg, what do you think about the Buffalo Bills running back situation? Listen, um, I was looking up and down the AFC East real quick. This is a sad division for running backs. Horrible. It's, it's, and, and I know you didn't talk about Miami yet, but <laughs> – um, Miami has the best running back. I know it's great. You you brought up Moss, you brought up Singletary. It's like ugh, you got it's this is a, it's I don't know but the 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 death words that you just spoken is going with the hot hand from the offensive coordinator. I am not touching Buffalo at all. Mm. Fred, what do you think? I totally agree. I am not touching Buffalo. I was looking at the stats from last year with Singletary getting 687 and Zach Moss for 481. Josh Allen ran for 421. (laughs) So I'm definitely not touching their running backs. I mean, you're going to get almost as much production from Josh Allen running as you did with the two running backs. Stay away. Mm. Nick? Oh, yeah, I agree with everything you all just said. This is a total mess in the backfield. Uh, if you put them together, they get they're they're a pretty good running back together, but separately, <laughs> they they are terrible. Uh, they are a passing team. Um, this is one of the teams that uh, the quarterback is actually their best runner. So uh, I would stay away from them. I would stay away from them like the black plague. All righty. Well, speaking of plagues, now, uh, Doctor Miller, I want to bring you in on the percent to the bench for Zach. Moss, being that he's coming off this offseason ankle surgery. Yeah, I want to highlight a few things from last week in case we have any new listeners. We were talking about injury-prone and athletes being placed on the bench for at least one game, and this is predicated on a couple of different factors. So, number one, certain diagnoses tend to be more injury-prone than others. We talked about concussions and ankle sprains, how they're more chronic than just a random broken bone. We talked about at the running back position how advanced age, being older than 27, is more likely to have a recurrent injury-prone situation than the younger backs. And then lastly, we highlighted that running backs in aggregate have about a 61% chance of missing at least one game during any given season. That research is available at tssfantasy.com if anybody's interested in reading it. It's under the doctor is in tab. So to your question, Zach Moss, 
playing in a, quote, sad running back division, as Freddie said, really, in a, my opinion, doesn't matter. But he's only 25% to the bench. He's coming off a tightrope procedure in January. We talked about the tightrope procedure a few weeks ago when we referenced Tua Tagovailoa. He had both of them done when he was in college. So Zach Moss is playing this season, but I don't think it matters. All right. And I just want to let you know, this panel does not know what aggregate means. They're Googling that right now. Just want to let you know. let's Let's move on to our my favorite team, the Miami Dolphins. Boy, I just love saying it. All right, so we got Miles Gaskin. I have him ranked number 20 in my rankings. Gaskin, as we discussed in our post-draft reaction show way back when, he was my player that gained the most post-draft because they did not invest a high draft pick for a running back, thusly giving Gaskin the nod as the starting running back in 2021. Gaskin played, I mean, he was a uh, every down back when he was in. It was 10 games. Uh, he was healthy last season. He averaged 4.1 yards per carry, this, despite being behind one of the worst offensive lines in the league. Um, he began the 2021 campaign as the top option, and th- he's going to begin in a three-man committee, however. Um, so we do have Malcolm Brown also and now in Miami, which – AKA is going to be his touchdown vulture. Um, uh, Coach Flores said he he likes Malcolm Brown in a variety of roles, short yardage, third down goal line during this upcoming season. So that's what you can expect there. All right. We talked about uh, Ahmed too. I know Fred, you brought him up. Ahmed, I talked about him last year. He had the ability to hit the hole hard when we needed it. He went into that Patriots game in week 15 and he got 122 yards. Um, just by running hard. That was essentially what we saw from him. So that's why I'm high on Miles Gaskin, but I got a lot of reservations about him as well. So I'm kind of in between, but he's right there in my top 20 with the injury to Cam Akers, kind of bumped him in there. Dr. Miller, really quick, I just want to get your quick thought because we were just talking about he he got 10 games last year. What is Miles Gaskin's percent to the bench? Going to be brief with this. He's young. We're going to say 35% to the bench for Miles Gaskin, which, keep in mind, is better than the league average. Nice. Greg, what do you think about the Miami Dolphins? Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner miles gaskins uh, i think is gonna have a big year but not a not like mvp type here but in that weak division that the afc east is he's gonna he's the best back in the afc east because there's nothing in the afc east 
I think he's going to have a good year. I think about 1,200 yards rushing, seven TDs. And you can't go wrong if you have him as your flex running back or your running back. So I like I like Miles Gaskin. All right. Now that Fred's cleared his throat that we all heard, what do you think about Miles Gaskin? Huh. I was reading an article by Bradley Kilgore on Fantrax. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Read. And, and, and what was funny was, <laughs> They said Miles Gaskin is going to have a good year because of Miami's defense. They said Ooh. the defense is so good this year that obviously it's going to lead to stops and leads, which they got to control the ball and the clock by running, by using the running game. And I didn't really think about it. So I was like, okay, that made sense. And they said, since Tua wasn't that good last year, it made it even more, <laughs> even better for Gaskin. So I was, I was there thinking about it. And they said, he is a clear lead back, solid running back number two. So, I'll go. I'll, I'll go with what this man said right here, Mr. Bradley Kilgore, <laughs> and I will agree <laughs> with him. I don't think two is going to take that big of a jump, so he is going to need help. So there you go, Gaskin, lead running back. I don't know if he's the best in the division, but he's got to be top three. <laughs> oh my God! All right, so, top, three, top three in the division. Oh my God! Anyway, well, I like Damian Harris too. There's Relax. only four. There's only four teams. Fred, jeez. Okay, right, top anyway. two then. Top two, my bad. I like oh, Damian Harris. That's so oh. embarrassing. Flanders, All right, Flanders. Nick, what, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on Miami? All right, well, before I give you my thoughts on, on your Dolphins, uh, number one, I was impressed that somebody could pronounce Tua's uh, last name correctly. Appreciate uh, Still brown nosing. <laughs> number two, I will give you a dollar if you could tell the panel what aggregate means, because I do. <laughs> <laughs> Being the anatomy teacher that I am. And uh, now to go into my uh, analysis, I think uh, Miles Gaskin is a sleeper. Uh, I had him and that the initial rankings, I had him ranked at 21. And I think he is the number one running back in the AFC East. Wow. Wow. Nice. Wow. Oh, I mean, I mean, I mean last year he had 584 yards and, and three TDs. He, he came on late. Uh, like you said, they they improved their their offensive line. So I think he is the clear number one because right now he is the only running back by non-committee in that in that division. Mm. Oh. All right. Well, listen, TSS, TSS family, tomorrow, look at for Dr. Miller's Twitter handle will be a poll. Do you know what aggregate means? So yes. be, all right. So a, that'll be a, a whole formed by combining <laughs> several elements. Hey, TSS family, don't forget to enter into Commissioner Cooper's Top 10 Running Back Challenge this season. Tell us who you think will be the top 10 running backs in fantasy by the close of Week 14 for your chance to win two tickets to see the New York Jets versus the Miami Dolphins with the TSS crew. Visit TSSFantasy.com today for your chance to win. Let's move on to the New England Patriots, and here we go. Here we go with the Bellatrix. All right, so we got Damian Harris. I currently have him ranked number 36. Right now, they got him and Sony Michelle poised as for the Patriots' backfield this season. So it looks like we're going to do the committee 
Patriot way all season long. Also in the mix, they got James White, the uh, fourth-round draft pick, uh, Ramonde Stevenson, Brandon Bolden. How many times have we heard that name? J.J. Taylor, and maybe even Freddie might suit up. I mean, who knows in this New England backfield? From a, from a fantasy perspective, Harris, who finished 2020 with 137 carries and 60, six, 691 yards, uh, which is uh, five yards per carry, um, two touchdowns. Um, he's profiled as the team's top option, but minimal impact in the passing game hampers his utility in PPR stuff. So you have to watch that as well. So with Michael and Stevenson also in the early down equation, I mean, again, it's it's Bill Belichick. It's New England. We have a plethora, a stable of running backs to choose from. Sorry, not a Byron Damian Harris at all. Fred, since you brought him up and you said you like him, I'm actually leave with you on this one. Tell us what you think about the New England backfield. It's always terrible to have a three-headed monster. Uh, Sonny Michelle, James White, and Damian Harris. The only good thing about Damian Harris is, like you said, it's five yards per carry. You can't ask a running back for, to do that anymore. Um, that That's really good. What hurt him was Cam Newton. Cam Newton had, what, 592 yards last year and a bunch of touchdowns. So we joked about that in Buffalo, but it's, it's the truth. The quarterbacks are almost as good as the number one running back. Now, if... Mac Jones started, I would definitely pick Harris because then you want them to take the pressure off the rookie quarterback. So that's when I utilize Harris as a number one and Miles Gaskin as two. Other than that, if Cam Newton starts, I flip-flop him. Gotcha. Greg, what do you think? Another backfield I'm staying away from. Mm -hmm. New England is a hot mess. You Mm -hmm. never know who's going to get the touchdowns week in and week out. They have the ultimate touchdown vulture in Cam Newton. Cam Newton, when it gets to the goal, quarterback, sneak, quarterback, sneak, quarterback, sneak, quarterback, sneak. And as talented as Damian Harris is from the, you know, that long line of Alabama running backs, it's too many chefs in the kitchen when it comes to England. So I'm staying away from this backfield. Mm -hmm. Nick, what are your thoughts? Well, I'd like to thank uh, Greg and Freddie for leaving me nothing on the plate to even discuss here. Um, (laughs) Um, (laughs) it happened um yeah everything they said the best runner in that backfield is is cam newton the only thing i like to add is uh damien harris he fills the like garrett blunt role you know he just you just he is the ground and pound guy uh sony michelle he had 900 yard seasons with the exception of of last year um you know he's he's the um he's the lightning to the Harris Thunder, and then the receiver is Harris, not Harris. Um, the other guy, what's his James name? White. White. James White. James White. Right. Yeah, and you know he's just gonna fill the uh, Burkhead role of of what uh, he did before he he left. So again, to what uh, to Greg's point, I'm staying clear away from this backfield. Well, that's a good segue, actually, because, you know, speaking of ground and pound, I wanted to bring Dr. Miller on this because I I feel like the only way um, you're going to get anything out of this backfield if there's some kind of injury. So I'm going to get Dr. Miller's percent to the bench for Damian Harris. Percent to the bench. This is going to be the second 35 percent to the bench. And we're going to see a trend today. There's a number of Alabama running backs, former Alabama running backs. And we're going to see collectively these guys are more durable 
and some running backs from around the rest of the NCAA. So 35% of the bench. This guy is sucking up to the SEC once again, mm. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I like S- it. I like the it. SEC, I suck like them it. up. All right. <laughs> Let's move on now to the Jets. So J-E-T-S continues. Yes, yes, yes. Suck, suck, suck as we have the projected starter now is Tevin Coleman is where they're projecting. Coleman working with the starters at OTAs, but he's split in time with Carter and, and Ty Johnson. So it looks like the Jets are headed for a running back by committee approach. Uh, but Coleman appears to be the front runner in this committee. Carter hasn't pressed the head coaches as well in his debut with the Jets. So that's notable. He's also been noted as an, a do-it-all type guy. Like he can block, he can catch, he obviously can run. Um, uh but the only thing is he may not be big enough to be that workhorse type back as he's five foot eight, 201 pounds um, now. And also an added se- added game during the season as well. So he, he could at least be their third down back right away. Uh, but he has the most upside in this crowded Jets backfield. So he is literally the only one I have ranked in my top 40. I have Michael Carter ranked number 35. Greg, we'll start with you. What are your thoughts on your suck, suck, suck backfield? First of all, I want to say rest in peace to Greg Knapp. Um, the Jets lost their passing mm-hmm. coordinator today. Absolutely. Um, but, man, what can you say about this backfield? <laughs> you got Tevin Coleman, who can never stay healthy with the Niners. You got a rookie. You got Ty Johnson. You got Michael Perrine. Um, and and the coordinator is from that, that, that 49er tree. So, again, this is going to be who has the hot hand. I'm not touching this shit. Sorry. <laughs> Fred, what are your thoughts? <clears throat> I think Michael Carter Jr. is the the starter. Um, I'm, I'm Like I said, I was talking to a guy on fan tracks, and he said that he has him as high as running back 24. Mm. Um, he said that the guys are psyched to see a bowling ball who could break tackles and get touchdowns at will. And they know they're going to need to lean heavily on the running game because Zach Wilson's a, 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 a rookie. Um, and if we follow the San Francisco diagram, it was the same thing, dink, dunk, running game. So, I, <clears throat> excuse me, I think Michael Carter Jr. does really well. Tevin Coleman, he's always hurt, just like Greg said. I don't believe in him. I would still stay away from both of them, at least to midseason, to stay where, see where they're at. Nick, your thoughts on the Jets? Uh, well, like, uh, like the rest of the Jets, they all should be grounded. Um, <laughs> I have... I have Tevin Coleman. He is on my uh, TSS rankings on TSSFantasy.com. I have him as the lowest-ranked starter at number 39. Um, I think currently he is the the fourth-ranked running back in the division only because he's a starter. But like Freddie says, Freddie's really high on this Michael Carter Jr. kid out of of UNC. Um, And along with that, you know, you got other backs looking to take the job. And uh, I'm really disappointed at uh, LaMichael Pirine because I'm a huge Gator fan, and he showed a lot of promise coming coming out of the swamp, and he just hasn't caught on. And you know, it's unfortunate that he did go to the Jets, but uh, I'm not looking. For, I'm not looking. For, <laughs> I'm with you on that. I'm with you. I'm not that. looking for any anything to come out of this backfield except disappointment. Wow! Wow! wow. 
Hey, TSS family, it's Commissioner Cooper, and when anyone on our crew has a special event or just needs to freshen up a bit, we go see our boys at Underground Cuts, located at 1005 West Oak Ridge Road, Suite 6 in Orlando, Florida. Give Rob a call today at 407-858-0880, mention TSS Fantasy, or do that annoying Jets chant and receive a free soda compliments of TSS Fantasy. Alright, we're gonna move on from the AFC East and talk now about the NFC North. Kings a- of the North. AFC uh, North. You said what NFC. I, did I say NFC? Yeah. Wow. Goodness <laughs> me, oh my. What is the host doing? Alright, so let's move on to the AFC North. Um, we're gonna start in Pittsburgh. Greg, you're gonna lead us. Let's hear about your analysis on the Steelers. Well, I think the AFC North um, as a whole has the best set of running backs from top to bottom in the AFC and maybe in the NFL. Ooh. Um, each team has a running back that can vie for a top starting spot in, in your fantasy squad. And you want to start with Pittsburgh. And I'm glad you started with Pittsburgh because I think Pittsburgh has the most talented back, all-around back as a rookie. Again, like Dr. Miller mentioned earlier, he's from Alabama. Najee Harris, right? And I think, and the thing with Najee, what I like, he's built similar to another great Pittsburgh running back, Le'Veon Bell. Very similar build, both about 6'2", both weigh around 230 pounds. And both can catch the ball out the backfield. And in Harris's last two seasons in Alabama, he rushed for over 2,600 yards and 39 TDs. Also has 729 yards receiving and 11 TDs. And with Pittsburgh relying on the run game because they got to keep Big Ben healthy. They have to. Big Ben is 38. His elbow is hurt, is, is not in the best condition. So I think Najee's going to have a huge year. I think between him and Kyle Pitts, one of them is going to be rookie of the year. So I can see Najee Harris having, you know, 1,500 yards rushing with 500 yards receiving. He's a young running back, and they're going to rely on him a lot. I know we're supposed to go to Fred, but I got we got to go to Nick. I mean, this is his team. Let's Nick Macaroni. Macaroni, excuse me. Let's hear your thoughts on the Steelers. Yeah, um, and for all the listeners making the face now, how can I like the Eagles and and the Steelers? I do. So it is what it is, and suck it up. Um, <laughs> uh, I agree. Uh, Big Ben is not the Big Ben of old. He's got to, you know. I I heard it today on. On ESPN, he's not the guy that that can drop back and then shrug off the uh, D ends and D tackles like he used to. He's got to get a little more um, flexible back there. Uh, he they're going to do a lot of three five step drops and then they're going to hand a, a lot of the uh, ball off to Najee Harris. I have Najee Harris at uh, number nine on my overall rankings, mm. and I think he is the number three back in the division. Mm, and then behind him, behind him, I went a little deeper. They got they got Benny Snell at, at number two. Uh, when they tried to give him the ball last year, it just, just didn't work because their O-line wasn't that good. Even James Conner got, got stymied. So I'm going to give Benny Snell a pass. But um, 
heads and tails all day long. Najee Harris, Najee Harris, Najee Harris. So, so Nick, not even his division went deep er into it. Like he, he really he deep dived you know, into your division, a, Greg. Guys, fifteen minutes already. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jeez. I'm sorry, Fred. When we're talking about Pittsburgh, you know, Another, I get a little passionate. Another great he's analyst, excited. a team, a team from Pennsylvania. Thank you, Nick. Fred, what are uh, your not the Penguins. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's Najee Harris, the best fantasy rookie running back that's going to be this year. He got an offensive line, a competent quarterback, and a great defense. He can catch the ball out the backfield. There's nothing he cannot do. And he's from Alabama. Alabama breeds NFL players. There's not going to be a big learning curve. So I think he's going to have a stupendous year this year. Yeah, I'm I'm high on Najee as well. I have him 15th, um, not as high as you guys, but I do think he's gonna he's set up for a good season. As you, everything you said, he's he's the prototypical back from Alabama, six foot two, two two hundred thirty pounds. Let's go! It's bringing it down the field. Pittsburgh likes to run the ball. They're they want to uh, take the pressure off Ben. They've been talking about it. So yes, all day now. Dr. Miller, I'm going to go to you, even though he's a rookie. And now that I'm thinking about it, I really should have get, got to Ben and got your percent to the bench for him. But we'll we'll cover that some other time. So your percent to the bench for Najee Harris. Yeah, there's nothing this guy can't do. I'm just saying what you guys already said. And Alabama breeds NFL players. This is true. This is the second Alabama back we'll talk about tonight. That plus the fact that he's only 23 years old. He is a 10% to the bench guy. I expect him to play all season. Nice. Good. So put some confidence in Najee Harris. You heard it here. All right, let's go on to the Ravens. Greg, what you got there? The funny thing about the Ravens, their best running back is their quarterback. Mm -hmm. Right? (laughs) In a contract year. Lamar Jackson rushed for over 1,000 yards last year. I don't see nothing changing with Baltimore with that offense. But a lot of people are high on this guy, J.K. Dobbins, right? It's still going to be a shared backfield because Gus Edwards is going to be there. But J.K. Dobbins had a decent season last year. He had 800 yards rushing and nine TDs. So, and Baltimore runs the ball. They're a ball control offense. They they don't do anything to really upgrade that receiver position. I mean, they have a great tight end. But again, it's similar to, to like, you know, New England is similar to like Buffalo. The running back is 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 the star. He's he's the lead option. So J.K. Dobbins, I see something very similar um, going into next year. Eight hundred yards, nine TDs. But if you draft J.K. Dobbins, make sure you handcuff with Gus Edwards because Gus Edwards was not a bum last year. So if you go with J.K. Dobbins, get Gus Edwards. Nick, what are your thoughts? Uh, I like everything that, that Greg just said. I'm just looking over my, my notes here. Uh, <laughs> again, <laughs> again uh, this is their team where the quarterback is, is a star running back. Uh, I say Lamar Jackson is just a runner that can throw, but he's, but uh, he can primarily do uh, run the ball all day long. Dobbins, 800 yards last year, nine TDs. Then you throw in Gus, Edwards, 700 yards, six TDs. Everything everything runs through Lamar Jackson. And uh, I have I, Dobbins uh, right now in my rankings. Um, I have him 20th overall, and I have him fourth in the division. All right, let, Fred, what are your thoughts while Nick puts his notes away? <laughs> I'm staying away from all these running backs. <clears throat> I don't like split running backs at all. 
Um, they just gave, they gave him a heavy uh, Gus Edwards, a brand new contract. So I don't really trust JK or Gus. I think they split 50 50 with Lamar running the ball a lot, staying away from everything. Yeah, uh, agreed again. Um, I was, I'm not high on JK Dobbins, he's in my top 20, however. Only because Jim Harbaugh indicated that he's made good progress in the passing game. So it might indicate that he could get some more, you know, those screens, a little bit out of the backfield. So that's why I kind of got him up there, but I'm not really high on him. Um, you know, like you guys indicated, it's going to be Lamar Jackson this year. He's in a contract season. You're going to see this guy run all over the field this year. So, Dr. Miller, let's talk about J.K. Dobbins and your percent to the bench for jk yeah i want to tell you that i'm feeling a little sad right now because i'm looking at some of the ages of these players and i see the year they were born and i'm looking at this guy and he's born in 1998 and i don't usually feel like an old guy but when i see players born like 20 years after i was i start to feel wow. self-conscious uh, i was in college in 98 yeah so that notwithstanding, he's going to have a little bit more utilization like you guys referenced blocking for Lamar Jackson this year. He's going to have a little bit more utilization in the packing, passing game. But ultimately, this is one of the final backs that I feel pretty optimistic gets through the season without an injury. So once again, with a league-wide expected percent to the bench of about 60, I'm going to go under and say 25% to the bench for J.K. Dobbins. Nice. All right. So confidence there. Hey, Flander fans, this is Nick. You got Flander from TSSFantasy.com. Do you ever find yourself needing financial help and don't know where to turn and you live in the New York area? Well, Shelton Financial Management LLC is your answer because they do all of the following. Audits, reviews, and in addition to bookkeeping, business consulting, tax prep, and much, much more, they do it all. To contact them for your financial business needs, you can find Shelton Financial Management LLC right here on Facebook or directly at the following number, 585-376-0574 and on the web at sheltonfinancialmanagementllc.com. Shelton Financial Management LLC is our number one pick for our financial needs. All right, let's move on to a very interesting backfield, the Cleveland Browns. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Listen, this is the best duo in football. The best. You got to... 
you got to think about it. Nick Chubb is a beast between the numbers, right? In his first three years, he rushed for over 3,500 yards and 28 TDs. And the total would be higher if he didn't miss four games last year. And even with missing four games, the dude still had 12 TDs. So he played in 12 games and had 12 TDs. He's a beast. So, but Nick made a reference earlier, the thunder to the lightning, to his lightning, right? So Kareem Hunt is another you can't miss draft, right? Um, play draft. Last year, Hunt had uh, 1,145 yards from scrimmage and 11 TDs combined. And that's in a limited role. So the best duo in football goes to the Cleveland Browns. So I have no issue if you draft any one of these two in your team and you play them every week, week in and went out, week in and week out. You have you have success. Uh, excuse me. I just wanted to mention, uh, Christine, if you're listening. Please get Freddie a microphone. I am begging. It is Jason, so tired of hearing Jason. this man breathe in the damn Jason. microphone. Jason, yeah, I'm I'm pissed off because he does it every time when I'm fucking talking. Maybe he's on purpose. It might be on purpose. It might be on purpose. Sabotage, bro. All right, all right, Fred. So, Fred, your thoughts since I are you coming to me for a second? Okay, yeah, I'm gonna, gonna I'm gonna come in a second because obviously you're breathing heavier. Jason, excited. Jason. So, what, Jason. what's up? I, I don't know because I get tired listening to these long-winded ass comments. So, I mean, how long we got to listen to Kareem Hunt and Chubb? It's, it, listen, it's the same They're shit. Bad. All right, listen, listen, listen. On all jokes aside, I don't know about Chubb and and Hunt this year. Uh, it's contract year for Baker Mayfield, so I think he actually throws the ball much more this year. Mm. Um. Yeah, because, you know, when you have a good defense and two really good running backs, you really don't need a superstar quarterback to win Super Bowls, as you've seen with the old Bucks stuff like that, you know. So I think this year he actually goes and he actually throws the ball even more this year, which hurts the two running backs. Oh, that's interesting. Nick, what are your thoughts? <laughs> well, uh, I'm going to invite Lord Vader over there to go grab his oxygen mask. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll tell you what, uh, I can't talk enough, but I'm, I'm going to cut myself short. I can't talk enough about Nick Chubb, uh, even though he went to Georgia, which I hate, and he plays for the Browns, which I hate. I think he's an absolute stud. Um, Greg had mentioned the numbers. Uh, my rankings, I have him number six overall. I think he's the number one back in the division. And then Kareem Hunt, and he'd be a starter on almost 99% on both the teams. Um, so, and I have him at number 22 and I think he's the second best back in the division. So in short, uh, I love both these guys and, uh, I wish my teams had them. Keyword in short. All right. So right. a hunt would be a top five running back if he was a starter anywhere else. Oh yeah. yeah. By far. Stealing my thunder once again, for don't sure. Don't women. But listen, so the for TSS family members that don't know, my team always, the name is the Orlando Sharks. And uh, the reason I mention it is because Nick Chubb is an Orla- Orlando Shark. Then in, year in, year out, he is on my roster. He is amazing to watch. Unfortunately, very frustrating at the same time. I've mentioned it several times. You'll watch them travel down the field. Chubb just chugging away. They get down to the 10-yard line. Here comes Kareem fucking Hunt. 
one, <laughs> I one touchdown. Please give him the touchdown. He worked so hard. So um, that's the frustration for me with Nick Chubb. But I have him ranked number seven and Kareem 19. Keep in mind, both last year were top 10 um, running backs overall. So, Dr. Miller, in this interesting backfield, I want to hear your percent to the bench for Nick Chubb. I'm worried my comments are going to get me some hate mail on the webpage, but I'm going to go out and say 80% to the bench for Nick Chubb this year. Ooh, Here's wow. why. Wow. Okay. Knee injury history date back, dates back to his days at Georgia. He sustained there a torn PCL, MCL, LCL, plus a dislocation. So Ouch. essentially, he tore every major ligament in his knee aside of one and dislocated it. He missed time last season with an MCL injury. And I won't dispute that when he's healthy, this guy is one of the best backs in the league. But the nature of these injuries is going to become chronic. He's 25 years old, so he's starting to move to the geriatric end of the spectrum. I am worried he doesn't get through the whole season. 80% to the bench. Ooh, uh, wow. I think uh, we all were a little that was that like, would that, that would hurt some people. It almost boy. felt like breaking <laughs> it almost felt like breaking news when it I don't know what, <laughs> you, just, you took my whole my whole notes and just threw it in the toilet. <laughs> Sorry guys, I feel bad saying it because I like this guy. He seems to be a good teammate. He's a popular player, he's fun to watch, but I just don't feel good about standing behind him and saying he's gonna play all season. The chance he misses one game or more, at least eighty percent. Oof, goodness oh. me, oh my. Let's go on to let's talk about something. Percent to the bench should be 100%. We're going to go to the Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals. Greg, what you got? Oh, <laughs> uh, there, go, there goes a lot of time again. Listen. All right. <laughs> listen, this was tough. I was trying to find a lot of positive things to say about Joe Mixon. But I couldn't, man. He he was disappointing last year. He only rushed for 400 yards, three TDs, and he only p- appeared in six games. And he's never rushed for over 1,100 yards, never scored in double digits in TDs. I hate Joe Mixon, and, and that's harsh, man. I, <laughs> I can't stand Joe Mixon. Because the thing is, he's talented, man. Like, you look at Joe Mixon, he's, he's what you want in a running back. He can run between the numbers. He can catch out of the backfield. But this dude, man, it's like there's always something with him. And I I just can't. And I would I would for me, I'm staying away from Joe Mixon. Freddie, Freddie loves Joe Mixon. <laughs> he does love <laughs> Joe right. Mixon. Every I year he's on his roster. Fred, so let me tell, let me tell you about Joe. This this expert analysis is sponsored by Blue Diamond Almonds, irresistible <laughs> snacking, and smart eating. Asthma pump. Here we go. Asthma pump. <laughs> but Asthma I, I actually stood up so I could, so I don't have to breathe hard right now. <laughs> Were you laying on your but, stomach again? Yeah, the whole time. Yep. <laughs> my, my answer is, yeah, I, I believe in Joe Mixon a little bit. I, I'm starting to believe in him more and more again. Um, oh, here we go. <laughs> because he, I, I think he has a talent. I think... The last few years, we knew he, they were going to stack the box, beat them up, him and Bernard, and that's the way they're going to fight for yards. Now you got Joe Burrow and company. Now you have a passing attack. Okay, So now you ha- do have to run like James. Joe Burrow's going to throw for three, 350 again. So Mixon is not only going to be able to rush now, he's also going to catch passes off the backfield. So mark my words. This will be his breakout season. 
Bet Ooh. on it. Nick, Nick, before you go, before you go, Nick, remember, everyone <laughs> listening, Freddie is a Jets fan, so he sees the positive light in everything. So Ah, that must be what it is. <laughs> Nick, 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 what are your thoughts on the Bengals? I don't have any. <laughs> Fair enough. You're going to love my analysis. Next. <laughs> Next wow. Question. Next question. I mean, I, I have Joe Mixon ranked 28th. I mean, he's still a value. There's still He still does have good games. There are going to be some games he's great in. Um, but expect to, an injury, so you better handcuff him um, for sure coming up this season. Dr. Miller, do you remember what your percent to the bench was for Joe Mixon by chance? 110. No, I don't have that in front of me. and I don't. That's all right. No, oh, no worries. No, no worries. I, I Bet I, on I, it. I was trying to recall it myself, actually, but I'm like, you know, it's probably 100. percent Yeah, we'll I got you. Jay, I got you right here. It was 83 percent. No, excuse Woo! me, 90 percent of the bench for this. 90 percent. Highest number I'm ranked today. Sam J. Perrine is now the backup in uh, Cincinnati, so please make sure you handcuff him if you are a Joe Mixon lover, like Fred. <laughs> Hey gang, it's Commissioner Cooper, and if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First and foremost, it's free. The easy-to-use creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. If we can do it, trust me, you can too. Download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. Moving on to our next division, we have a special guest in studio. Let's welcome Matt from the ASC South Fan Battle Podcast. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Welcome, Matt. Welcome, welcome. Welcome. We appreciate having you in studio, and I did peep your show out, and from what I get, you're a Texans fan. Is that accurate? Uh, Yeah, Texans, you know, slash Arizona Texans, you know, you, you pick and choose. Right. When you're having a shitty season, it's always fun to find a better horse to ride. That's for sure. Um, So tell our TSS family what your show is actually about. What do you guys mainly talk about on your show? Oh, it's the it's the shit talk of the AFC South. I mean, we uh, we just do a whole deep dive of nothing but the AFC South. And we have banter upon banter upon banter. Nice. Sounds fun. We we definitely can. Does it really really sound fun? Yeah, we can. <laughs> it's the AFC South. Does it sound fun? <laughs> oh, here he goes. He's starting. Mr. Dolphins, are you talking over there? This the, that's the Jets fan, like you know, that's that's Fred, the Jets. Oh yeah, the Jets. That's even worse. <laughs> so let's let's tell our uh, TSS family where we can find your show. Uh, you can find us on every major platform. Um, on Twitter, you can find us at AFCSFB, and on. Uh, Facebook is a day of CU South fan battle. All right, let's get into our deep dive of our running backs. Fred, the resident hater of the ASC <laughs> South, you are the lead on this, sir. Please go ahead and start with the Tennessee Titans. Uh, out of the whole division, the, uh, they definitely have the cream of the crop. Derrick Henry, top five running back. 
He's just a mauler. He loves making defenders look silly. Um, he has no real bu- real backups vying for his job, so it's really all his. There's Evans and Hill in the back. Um, I think with the addition of Julio Jones, uh, such a big name, he'll be able to – I don't want to say get more yards because he gets so many already, but um, – it should be a little bit easier for him. Uh, now, I don't think he's going to get more yards and touchdowns because they obviously probably going to throw the ball a little bit more. Um, but other than that, I think he he's the top. That to me, I would pick him top five. Some people would like him at number one. I don't think so, but that's me. Matt, what are your thoughts on the Titans? So yeah, um, Henry, he, he has to be top three, if not the best uh, league in the back um, or back in the league, but. Uh, like you said, Julio Jones is going to help him open up uh, more for the passing game. So don't expect him to get – there's no way he's going to have 2,000 yards. He'll have double digits because of his red zone presence uh, and touchdowns. But, no, I I don't see him breaking 2,000 yards this year. Uh, But if he goes down, the Titans Titans are uh, in trouble. Oh, big trouble indeed. I can agree with you there. Um, and listen, everyone likes a league in the back, so it, it's right. cool, Matt. We got, we got right. you, bro. <laughs> All right, Greg, what's your thoughts on the Titans? Um, Derrick Henry, I agree with Fred, is going to be a top five running back. But I think Julio Jones is going to open it up a lot more for him, but I don't see him going up for over 2,000 yards again because as history has shown, when a running back rushes for over 2,000 yards, he does not repeat it. But I still think um, – He's going to have a great season, over 15 yards rushing, and, of course, double digits in TD. Nick, how about you, sir? Uh, by far and away, he is my absolute favorite back in this in this draft. Um, no, he's not going to break 2,000 again. Uh, he He's going to come under on his touchdowns. But the only thing that I do worry about is, you know, every time a player has got um, – a megastar year like he did, everyone's going to hop on him. I'm a little worried about injury the year after his superstar year. But uh, other than that, um, yeah, he's the best back in the league. And if whenever we do our draft, if I get the number one pick, he is my pick. Yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong with Derrick Henry at the top of your rankings. I mean, what what I always look for when I go into the draft, and especially if I'm a top five pick, is someone who has done it and done it consistently. Um, I do have to disagree, however, with our resident expert. I do think Derrick Henry is going to get 2,000 again, and especially because we do have an extra uh, game this season and the addition of Julio Jones. I do think Derrick Henry is set for big things this season. Um, All right, let's move on to the Indianapolis Colts. Um, a favorite team of Freddie's. Fred, what's your analysis on the Colts running back situation? <sighs> the three they have three decent backs. You got Jonathan Taylor, Marlon Mack, and Hines. Now I know everybody's really high on Jonathan Taylor, but I don't think it's gonna be the same as last year. Uh Marlon Mack is coming back and he's shown that he was a viable running back. Now, um that's to say is your team around the running backs as well. Uh, determine how the running backs do. Last year they had Phillip Rivers, who was everybody known him. He knows the game, you know, throws for three, four thousand yards every year. I don't believe in Carson Wentz. I believe it hurts the Colts with Wentz back there. I don't think 
I think they stacked the box more. I don't think um, Dr. Taylor has a, a, as good a year as he did last year. Matt, what are your thoughts? Uh, so, uh, before I jump into the running back uh, situation there in Indianapolis, Frank Reich is a quarterback guru. Um, when he had Phillip Rivers, Phillip Rivers came in with, I think, almost close to 30 interceptions the season before, cut that in half. Andrew Luck cut his interceptions in half. Jacoby Brissett, uh, god-awful quarterback, but cut his interceptions in half. So, um, last time him and Frank uh, Wentz and Reich were together, uh, Wentz almost went for MVP, but he got hurt. So, I, I think that addition is going to be great for the Colts. Plus, it opens up a lot for the running backs. Run pass option, uh, a way better arm, uh, a lot younger arm. So, I think these three uh, running backs are going to they're going strive. Especially, a lot of people don't know him, but Nah uh, Naheem Hines, I think he's going to have an amazing year this year, especially with his uh, ability to catch out of backfield. But the injury Matt got last year was the Achilles. Most running backs don't come back from it, so I don't see him being productive. I think Jonathan Taylor comes back as a starter, but. I think he gets more of a from the passing perspective than the run game. Sure. Greg, what are your thoughts on the Colts? Well, everyone knows I'm high on Jonathan Taylor this year, and I got him ranked number six in my standard league um, rankings. But um, to piggyback off of um, our AFC South expert, um, yeah, I, I don't think Mac is going to be that much of a factor. I don't think Hines is going to be that much of a factor. Maybe he'll be – you know, the third down back. But I think Jonathan Taylor is going to get the majority of the red zone carries. And the Colts have to protect Carson Wentz because even we don't know what we're going to get with him this year. So they're going to have to protect him. And I think Jonathan Taylor is going to be the reason why. And they're going to feed that young. Nick, how about you, sir? Uh, well, to pile on the the uh, Carson Wentz discussion, uh, I guess I'll be the resident um protector of Carson Wentz because Carson Wentz was a beloved Philadelphia Eagle. So I think this is going to be a great spot for him. Uh, Of course, as everyone said, he's back with, with Frank Reich and uh, they have a great offensive line. Not, not Uh, to interrupt, but we, we are covering quarterbacks next week just to let you know. Oh, excuse me, sir. Okay. (laughs) Come on. I'm sorry. Hey, I'm a rookie here. All right. So, um, Go back to Taylor. I think Taylor is going to be uh, – I, I think he's going to have uh, a better season than, than than last year. He, he's he got a year under his belt. Uh, last year he went a little over uh, 1,100 yards. Uh, he I think he's the second-rated back in the division behind um, Travis Henry. Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. <laughs> I, I feel like you said that last year. I feel like you made that same mistake last year. I swear it. Um, all right. So, yeah, Jonathan Taylor, we've had extensive discussions on this show about the Colts and uh, how high we are, how high we all are, except for Fred, on Jonathan Taylor in this upcoming season. I do see him having a great year. Um, I, you know, again, to, uh, to again, to piggyback off Nick um, and Matt, um, Frank Reich. Uh, Carson Wentz recreating magic 
thusly taking the pressure off for Jonathan Taylor to run the football. Um, now, we talked about Marlon Mack. He's been brought him up a few times. He did have the Achilles injury. Um, so that is something that, you know, again, you have to be mindful of. And uh, Dr. Merrill, unfortunately, had to step out for a house call. But he was very uh, have a gave a very high percentage for Marlon Mack's percent to the bench. So if uh, talking about Hines, if you are looking to draft Jonathan Taylor, it might be Hines. Do you want to? Excuse me. You want to target for your uh, handcuff for Jonathan Taylor? Honey, I'm home. What's that amazing smell? Did you make my favorite cobbler? I sure the hell did not, honey. It's my new candle, Blueberry Cobbler. Where did you get such an amazing smelling candle? Oh, 407 Candles. I found them on Facebook and they have an Instagram too. When I did my daily shopping, I found out they have some other wonderful scents as well. Honey, when you make me a sandwich later, afterwards we must go online and check out all their wonderful scents. Oh, honey, you will starve because I won't make that sandwich, but yes, let's do that. Well, at least it'll smell good. All right, so Fred, we're going to move on to Duval and the Dirty South Jaguars. What do you, What do we have about the Jaguars? So we have James Robinson and uh, Travis Etienne. Um they are both good backs. James Robinson came out last year really, really heavy from on being an undrafted free agent. Um, I don't think it did him any favors by them drafting Etienne at number 25. I think they could have did more with that pick. All you did was give him more competition, and, and, and you already had a good running back. You could have filled other places of need. Um, I don't think – I stay away from both of them. I don't – Urban Meyer is a first-year coach in the NFL. Don't know nothing about what his game plan is. So definitely stay away from both of these in fantasy. Greg, your thought, or excuse me, Matt, my apologies, your thoughts on the Jags. So, yeah, last year James Robinson did come out with a bang. Uh, well, a lot of people, you know, they tend to forget last year was tough on all these rookies, even Jonathan Taylor. Uh, COVID played a big part of, you know, a lot of players having to step behind. So if James Robinson didn't have a preseason, he might have a better year last year. So now he has a preseason. He has one year under his belt. Uh, he, he might get better. Uh, the whole reason why they did pick up uh, Travis Etienne on that pick is because uh, rumors were Bills was going to pick him up. So they didn't want him being gone. Uh, I think that's going to help him. Uh, they're they're kind of taking the mold from the Colts, having three running backs with Hyde, uh, Robinson, and Etienne. He Etienne's going to be uh, placed as a receiver a lot. So if you're in a PPR, that's going to be a great pickup for you because you're going to get your points from there. Um, I'm not saying they're going to go very high, but if you need backups for some bye weeks, uh, I would pick either Robinson or Etienne. The only thing is, Robinson might hit that sophomore slump. Sure, sure, absolutely. Greg, your thoughts on the Jaguars? Um, I'm not a huge fan of James Robinson. Oh, looks like we hit a rough patch there. Nick, we'll go to you. What are your thoughts on the Jaguars? Uh, this is a crowded backfield. Um, again, uh, at the end is the projected number one, according to ESPN. Uh, I'm not sure why. 
I think it's a little premature at this point. But, you know, uh, James Robinson had a hell of a year last year coming out, uh, undrafted free agent. I think he's the number three back in the division. And Etienne was selected uh, to um, uh, Matt's point about uh, some other team getting him. And plus, uh, he's he's a comfortability for um, Lawrence. And then, of course, you know, you got uh, Urban Meyer, rookie head coach, and he's going to load up on all his old uh, college players. So, again, I'd probably stay away. And if you have to draft a Jaguar running back, I'd probably go with Robinson. Yeah, this is a real interesting backfield. Greg, are you back for your take? Can you hear me now? We can. Go ahead. What are your thoughts on the Jaguar? Okay. So (laughs) what I was saying that, you know, with the rookie quarterback and Jacksonville defense is not that strong, they're going to be playing from behind a lot. And I'm not a big fan of James Robinson at all. So he's the type of running back when you have a lead, you're going to feed him the ball. So I like ATN because they'll be playing from behind. They'll be passing the ball a lot more. And the rumor is that he's going to be playing some wide receiver as well. So I like him slightly over James Yeah, I'm, um, you know, again, this is an interesting backfield. I don't have Robinson ranked. However, you know, like I said, we talked about this um, before where, you know, I feel like I'm always getting burned by a random Jaguar during the season. Um, Keelan Cole actually, see, you know, he, he I, I lost a fantasy championship because all of a sudden he had a great game one time. Um, James Robinson seems to be that guy last year, and he actually had some great, great games last year. Um, so I might put him a little bit higher in my rankings for the season starts. I do have Etienne in there because I have him ranked 29th because I do see the value in PPR. You uh, mentioned about them lining him up as receiver. So there's a lot of value um, in Etienne, I think, in PPR status. But again, we talked about this you know, running back stable and haven't mentioned the name Carlos Hyde. I think that's something to keep in mind as well. Carlos Hyde still is not a joke at running back, so he will play a factor in that as well. Might even be the touchdown vulture for James Robinson. Who knows? Um, so again, um, I nobody I'd really go after, but if you're in the late rounds looking for stability in your running back position, might Travis Entian, I think, might be the guy to go um, in this particular team. All right, let's move on to the final team um, in the division, might even be the final team in the NFL, the Houston Texans. Fred, what do you have to say about Houston? Ho-hum, the cellar dwellers. Okay. Um, I know we're doing analysis, but this is just bad. It is it's very bad. You got David Johnson, old. Lindsey, hurt. Ingram, old. Burkhead, he's nothing. So, I mean, if they have Watson, maybe they maybe some combined they hit a thousand yards i don't know uh, other than that i know they have tyrod taylor um he's an average quarterback this is just not looking good they might get the number one draft pick next year and maybe drop themselves a new quarterback if they can't fix stuff with watson but well running back wise stay away there's no reason to pick these people in the ner- in the first eight rounds they're all backups let's go to our houston expert what is your thought on your backfield Oh, first off, I was going to say that they're complete trash right now. Uh, but um, they are going to 
you know, come in second place of, of last because they're going to beat the Jets and, you know, make them get the first pick of the draft. So, uh, but going on, I, everybody's sleeping on Philip Lindsay. Um, he got that toe injury and Melvin Gordon there in Denver took over. I, I think he's the dark horse. Um, I think he will get close to a thousand, if not a thousand yards. Uh, but yeah, Mark Ingram, uh, he's still a factor two years ago. He broke for a thousand yards, 18 touchdowns. Um, and also our head coach, David Coley was, he was on the offense. So he had some, uh, he, matter of fact, he was the running back coach. So he has a lot of factors in there, but no, if, if I was drafting, I would stay away from him, but Philip Lindsay might be a dark horse. Ooh, really interesting. All right, Greg, what are your thoughts on the Texans? This Ted City over here in Houston. This is a hot mess. All these Martin's thirty-one. Dion's is about to be thirty. Philip Lindsay's twenty-six. You got Rex Burkhead is going to be thirty-one. It's a hot mess. I'm staying away from Houston. Not touching this. Greg, restart that over again because you totally broke up. I'll edit it. Start that again. Can you you hear me now? Is that better? I can't. I can't. Go ahead. All right. I said this is retread city. I'm staying away from these running backs. Mark Ingram's over the hill. He's 31. Rex Burkhead is 31. Philip Lindsay is the young buck out of the group, and he's 26. So I'm not touching his backfield at all. It's a hot mess. Nick, what's your thoughts on Houston? Uh, well, there's really not much meat left on this bone to pick at. Um, what everyone had already said. The, uh, right now, David Johnson is the projection number one. His best season was 2016 when he had 20 total touchdowns. Uh, yeah, I, I stay away from this backfield. Yeah, um, I have to, you know, agree, and then the consensus with everyone. I mean, David Johnson getting up there in age, Philip Lindsay, we talked about his extensive uh, injuries. Um, Also with Mark Ingram, you know, he's getting up there in age as well. Um, I believe someone, when we first started this podcast, had mentioned how the Texans were able to get all of the injury-prone running backs all on one team. Um, I thought that was pretty funny and quite accurate. And on a team now that we're not we're not even sure what Deshaun's going to look like. So, you know, do we have Tyrod Taylor at the helm? Not much of a threat there. Um, so, again, this would definitely be a backfield to stay away from. I do want to hit on a point Matt brought up, however. He did say that they would not be the last team in the league. He said the New York Jets would be. um, I believe I smell a wager about to come forth. What do you you guys think about that? I think this man is delusional. (laughs) I'm I'm telling you, it's going to be the first pick bowl. So, well, let's do it. Let's have a little friendly wager for charity with between you guys. You guys can come up with the, um, you know, the money part of it, you know, on your own. But let's have a bet for charity for the Jets versus Texans. I think I, that would be interesting. I, I think we were talking about fifty dollars to a charity of the other's choice. There, yeah. I think that's a good idea. I like that. Yeah. So you know, I, the, the game is uh on Thanksgiving 
uh, weekend. So all those New York homeless people are going to be thankful for Freddie's money <laughs> when the Texans won. So. Well, we're going to have to have you on uh, the show after that game because that'll be interesting. We'll definitely have to talk about that. And uh, we'll definitely have to invite the rest of your crew on as we progress through the uh, year. We're going to um, go into deep dive with the other positions as well. So it was fun, and uh, we hope you enjoyed it, and we'd like to have you on um, um, some other time. Yes, sir. It was a pleasure. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks for coming on. All right. Thanks again, Matt. Don't forget to check them out. Um, TSS Family, again, it is of the AFC Fan Battle Podcast. Make sure to check them out. Hey guys, it's Mitch Lopez, your local farmer's insurance agent. As hurricane season approaches, is your homeowner's insurance going to make the cut? Are they charging you more for your renewal or even worse, canceling you? If so, I think it's time to put your insurance company on the bench and make Mitch Lopez Farmers Insurance your number one pick for all of your insurance needs. You can reach me at 407-603-7366 or you can follow me on Facebook at Farmers Insurance, Mitch Lopez, IG, Mitch Lopez underscore Farmers Agency or you can check my website at Farmers Insurance, Mitchell Lopez Jr. All right, moving on to the AFC West. And this is Nick, you got Flander division. We're going to start with the KFC Chiefs. <laughs> All right, I got the KFC Chiefs or the Chefs, <laughs> as, as some people call them. Um, pretty good. You know, I'm not really sold on, on this backfield. Uh, I think Clyde Edwards Hilaire last year, he had a nice. Eh, Rookie season, he had 803 uh, yards rushing. He had um, for four touchdowns. He had almost 300 yards receiving and one rushing touchdown. Uh, as I do recall, he he hit a wall about three quarters of way, way in. Then they had to bring in um, Le'Veon Bell. That experiment didn't work, and then he kind of picked it up from from there. Uh, he is he's the clear favorite in that in that backfield. Uh, then you got guys like. Uh, Darrell Williams, Elijah McGuire, and uh, Jarek McKinnon. Now, don't sleep on Jarek McKinnon because in 2017, when he was with when he was with Minnesota, he had 570 yards and five total TDs. So, I mean, he could challenge for for the second string. Uh, again, he is on the geriatric side of of running backs, but again, um, I think he might be your your number two in that in that backfield. All right, Greg. What are your thoughts? Uh, this is all Ceh um this backfield, but my thing is, you know, it was a disappointing rookie season for him, um, and I'm expecting him to bounce back. But you bring you bring up McKinnon, Nick. McKinnon can't stay healthy either, so I'm not even. I wouldn't even worry about him. But I think Clyde Edwards is going to have a great season. I think he's going to go over a thousand yards rushing. So I say draft with confidence when you draft him, but not as high as last year. You don't want a spicy pick. <laughs> no, you I stole mean, it. You uh, stole uh, it. He's a spicy pick. Edwards Hilaire is my is my number fifteen overall, and he's my number two in the division. All right, thank you for that, Fred. Your thoughts? Ah, oh, the Chiefs, Hilaire. 
It doesn't matter. Don't get the running back. Uh, we had a we had a friend we had a friend draft him in the first round last year. It did not work out. Um, <clears throat> I think maybe the end of the second to third round is a good position for him. They throw they just throw the ball way too much in Kansas City. I mean, and and they and they're good enough to do it. That's the problem. If they weren't that good throwing the ball, but I understand about the running backs, but they are so good at it. So. I mean, I'll take Hilaire in the second, maybe third round. Uh, uh, that's about it. Greg, I kind of agree with Greg here. I like him to have a bounce back season. You know, not you know, not in the top ten, but have him ranked twelfth. I do like him, like I said, to bounce back from last season. You're in a prolific offense. I mean, it's you're just bound to do great things. Um, now, like you mentioned, McKinnon, they still got Darrell Williams, Damian Williams, Darwin Thompson out of the backfield, so they have lots of options. Um, however, you know, it's his, it's his, uh, backfield to lose, so to speak, or his job to lose. So I like him this season, but like Greg said, not as high as last season, but I definitely like a good bounce back for him. Dr. Miller on Mr. Clyde Edwards Hilaire. What is your percent to the bench? Don't have a whole lot to say. There's not a long injury history. Nothing remarkable jumps out and he's young. We're going to go with 20% to the bench. All right, let's move on to the Raiders. What do you got for the Raiders, Nick? Okay, we're going to start off with uh, Freddie's boy, Josh Jacobs. Uh, I love this guy's, not only his football ability, but I love his backstory, how he um, how he was living in a car with his dad, and then, you know, you know he overcame all these uh, trials and then tribulations. But, I mean, he is he's a stud. Last year, he ran for 1,065 yards at 12 TDs. Uh, right now, I have him ranked 13th overall, and I think he's the best back in the, in the division. Now, what's, what's going to harm him, so to speak, is Kenyon Drake, because last year Kenyon Drake uh, had nine, he was five yards shy of a thousand of a thousand yards, and he had ten touchdowns. Uh, and he actually lobbied, from what I know or from what I heard, he actually lobbied the Raiders to get his boy uh, Kenyon Drake over. Um, and then everybody else, the best guy they got in the backfield is Jalen Richard, and he's going to see spot duty at best. I didn't even bother look, looking up his stats. Uh, but their biggest hole is receiver. Um, the best receiver left. And now they're now they got Henry Ruggs, and he's got to step it up, and then uh, Hunter Renfro. And then behind them is might as well be me and you. So um, that's my take on the Raiders this year. All right. Well, we're just doing the running backs this week, but appreciate you jumping ahead to receivers. We do you appreciate said deep it. dive. Deep dive. In the running diving. backs. You're diving. You're diving. <laughs> All right, Greg, what do you think? I like this backfield. I, I really do. Um, I think it's probably the second best duo um, compared to Cleveland. You got two running backs, again, from Alabama. You got Kenyon Drake and you got Josh Jacobs. So, I, I like them both, but they're going to hurt each other <laughs> during the season. They're both going to, you know, get to – they're both good at the goal line. They're both pretty decent receiving the ball out the backfield. So, it's kind of like draft with caution. But it's like you're you, you going to get points, but it's like, ugh, ugh. So, I like both. I like both of them. All right. Hold so on, Jason. The, Jason, yes, hold on. Uh, I also heard on today – and this was kind of funny because I, <laughs> I, I looked it up. Listen to this. There is a website out there called isgrudengoneyet.com. And what it is, it's a clock. And how much money he's paid and how much money he's owed. If, if you're listening right now, 
go to that website, isgrudengoneyet.com, and it's just a clock, and it's a running tally of how much money he's been paid and how much money he's been owed. It's hilarious. Go look at it. Nick, you're All the right. best. You're he the is best. really deep diving tonight. For sure. <laughs> Fred, Fred, what do you bottom think? tonight. Fred, what uh, do you think about the Raiders? <laughs> I've been really high on Josh Jacobs, our whole podcast, the whole time. I think he's going to be amazing. Um, I still pick him top 10 running back all day, even with Kenyon Drake there. I mean, yeah, he'll get some catches out the backfield, maybe a couple of third down, but Josh Jacobs is the man there. I like him a lot. And if I had a chance to pick him up in the first round, I would definitely do so. Yeah, um, so I was – I had him outside the top 10 until the Cam Akers injury. So he is now number 10 for me. I do like him in this offense. He is a great running back, but, again, we've talked extensively. If you're not new to the show, you know we've talked about this a lot with Kenyon Drake being the TD vulture there um, and, you know, making big, big plays. I love Kenyon Drake. So I like Josh Jacobs, you know, but not, you know, but, again, you know, uh, some, some reservations with Kenyon Drake there. So speaking of Kenyon Drake there waiting in the backfield to do something, Dr. Miller, what's your percent to the bench for Josh Jacobs? Yeah, prior to that, I just want to highlight that when Flanders told us to go to isgrudengagnet.com, I took him up on it. And since that reference, he's made $23. So this guy's getting paid really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a drop in the bucket. He's still owed $64.6 million. So that 23 is now up to $26. He's getting paid as we talk. Wow. That's so amazing. I talked, about, I talked about Josh Jacobs last week a little bit. If he misses any time this season, it's more going to be due to his off-the-field problems than his on-the-field injury risk. So I cited him at 30% last week. I feel good about him. That 30% doesn't change. Don't expect him to get hurt. I just hope he chooses to make good choices. Ooh, that smells so good. What'd you guys get? I got the Rasta pasta. It's really good. What'd you get? I got the shrimp and white rice. It's covered in this amazing jerk sauce. Did you know it's their signature jerk sauce that they actually make here? And we're taking a bottle home. I got the jerk chicken. I'll give you some of mine if you let me try yours. No, I'm not sharing this. This is all mine. And I'm already done. Wow. And don't forget, if you're looking for a Jamaican cuisine, real spicy, finger-licking good, check out Irie Vibes at 313 Central Avenue, Albany, New York. Remember, that's where the licking is good. All right, so Nick, let's move on now to Denver, the last dinosaur. Do it. Wow. Uh, this, this guy, Melvin Gordon, he's, he's disappointing for me. I, I like him a lot. I love him at, at Wisconsin. Um, it took him a little start. It took him a little while to get started with the, uh, Chargers, but once he got going, he, he, he was hauling. Um, but last year he stumbled, he had 986 yards and, and nine TDs. Uh, I have, I have him ranked 25th overall in my, in my rankings on tssfantasy.com. Um, I watched an interview with him, and he has complete confidence in his abilities and his fit with the team. But, however, uh, according to ESPN's Matt Berry and Field Yates, the new GM may cause issues with his playing time and his salary because he is not his guy. So, um, and behind him, they're really high on Javante Williams. They love Javante Williams. The rumor out of Denver is that uh, Denver wants Williams to be the guy, and they want Gordon to back him up. Uh, he's 
Williams is out of UNC and he's projected to split carries again. That's who they want. Um, Gordon is just not the GM's guy, and usually you know how that works out. Greg, what do you think? Stay away. Stay away from Denver. <laughs> Stay away from this offense. Stay away from the backfield. Don't draft their receivers. I don't like nothing in Denver. Melvin Gordon, I never was high on. Javante Williams, he's another – He's like he's like 5'10", another small running back. I'm not really high on him either, so – I'm staying away from Denver. I, I am. I don't like nothing out of Denver. Teddy Bridgewater. No, go ahead. Pass. <laughs> Fred, what are your thoughts? Uh, I'll take a, a flyer on the. Uh, I'll pass. You know what? I'll take. I'll pass on Denver because. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I I really thought Melvin Gordon could be really really good this year, especially without Philip Lindsay there. And now you hear all the other foolishness about Royce Freeman backing him up, the kid they just got. So they just, like, muddled the whole water for me. I'm skipping all of Denver's running backs. Yeah, I have them out of the top 20, but I have them, respectively, I have Gordon 25, Williams 26. The reason why I foresee Gordon taking the helm to begin with, then uh, the inevitable injury with him, I another person I see getting injured a lot, then here comes Javonta Williams taking on for the rest of the season. That's what I personally foresee, um, but, you know, who knows. Doc, speaking of injury, though, we're going to talk about Melvin Gordon with Dr. Miller. What is your percent to the bench? I don't want to talk about him any more than you guys do. I took another mulligan, and I'm going to say 62%, just citing the data on him. 62%. Again, same thing. Something Backing up my original feeling on him. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, before we close, we just want to bring up, uh, bring up again, the fantasy show of the people. So I wanted to bring up an email that we received. It was from a Nick K addressed to Flanders. It reads, your insight has been the most valuable. So don't let their insecure laughter bring you down. <laughs> Nick, I'm always going to laugh at you, Nick. <laughs> All right, been going on for 18 years. I don't see why you stop now. Right, absolutely. All right, so going forward in the season, we're all going to have certain segments and uh, certain fun things we're going to bring. Well, one I'm going to bring is the Commissioner's Corner, all right? And I today we're going to start Commissioner's Corner, and I have something that I wanted to bring up. Brooklyn 12, okay, and again, addressing oh. you. We are the fantasy show of the people, right? He came in for the TSS fam family um, league that we have set up, and he requested via Facebook if he could have a co-manager. Now, I don't know about any of you guys, but I have never, ever in my life had a co-manager when it comes to fantasy football. This is child's play, in my view. So I'm not going to go through the whole back and forth, but it boiled down to me questioning uh, his fantasy manhood, basically, at that point. To which he replied he was so busy that he needed an assistant. Okay, so <laughs> then he stated something to the effect that he was going to wipe the floor with all of us, et cetera, et cetera. Listen, Brooklyn 12, what, however you're listening to this now, please do me a favor and turn up your device, okay? I just want oh. you to hear me. I, you've got to hear this oh, now. God. All right, you ready? I'm the commissioner now. All right, you got it? <laughs> I've been doing this since we didn't even have internet. I was getting the USA Today on Monday mornings and filling out the league points. 
So the one thing I do know and the premise of this show is it's all luck, brother. So you can eat, train hard, do whatever the hell you want and still end up with a toilet bowl around your neck next year. That is Commissioner's Corner. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, from the TSS crew, we are out. Do, do, do. I feel dirty. <laughs> All right, take a quick pause and I'll call you guys back in uh, about, you know, about eight, ten minutes, whatever. All right, I'm in my almonds now. All right, take a quick break. Call right back. Get the nuts out of your mouth. Yeah, exactly. Welcome to the island. Island Peppa skincare products. Love your skin your way. Stop by today at islandpeppaskincare.com to look at our variety of products for both men and women. Because in the islands, the Peppa is always black. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.